You're listening to the Whenever It Kicks podcast with me, Jessie Kay. That's my assistant, Tennessee Brown, who's woken up early from his nap. And you'll understand when you listen that this podcast is split into two because I had to record it over a few different days. And there was a bit of a drama with us going into hospital. Um, so I thought I would just talk about that for a little bit. But the first half is is relatively upbeat. Lots of stuff about the body and hormones and the second half is about our hospital visit and um, there's a little bit in the middle about guilt thank you for listening do you want to press the button now press the button well done testing testing every time i've tried to record a podcast lately the sound has been awful so hopefully this works out if you can hear a little baby hiccuping that is becca I'm trying out doing the podcast in the living room rather than the bedroom. So we'll see how that affects things. Ten is asleep for his nap, his daily nap that can vary between 10 minutes and two hours. I'm hoping for a two hour nap today. Wow. Wow. That's exactly how he says wow. But I also just said it like that. Wow. It's been quite a week. It's been very difficult, but also quite amazing in some ways. We got back from the hospital on Wednesday night. We went in on Sunday day and now it's Friday and yesterday was my birthday. Not that I'm a big birthday person. I kind of really dislike birthdays just because it means you're getting older but I'm trying to appreciate that it's a privilege to age and all that stuff, you know, because it is, it is. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's been quite an intense week in lots of ways. Did not expect to be in hospital for most of it. Um, and I will be talking about why. I also did record a podcast last week and I should have released that. So I would be keeping up with the weekly grind, but I forgot. <laughs> And I think I will release that one. But I did talk quite a lot about um, the clitoris. And so I don't know if it's appropriate. So I will, if, if I release it, you'll see. But I wanted to talk about routine and stress. And it's a hashtag maternal health matters week. Mater- maternal hashtag, sorry, can't forget the hashtag. Hashtag maternal mental health week. And so I thought I'd release this this week because lots of people are talking about really serious things with, you know, postpartum psychosis and postpartum OCD and postpartum depression and that kind of thing. But I think there's a lot to be said for the tiny little things that can really affect your mental health that aren't huge enough to be diagnosed with anything, but significant enough to actually be a bit of a drag on your day. And I think I'm affected quite a lot by little things that clock up. So right now I've been in hospital most of the week and I've received loads of text messages and from family and friends and I didn't reply to any of them until I knew that Becca was okay and that's kind of my prerogative to, to not reply. But they stress you out. They stress you out. And I've also got a lot of things that are coming up, like little just really in like little plans here and there that have been maybe arranged or 
that someone's trying to arrange with me and I find it really stressful and I'm not a, you know massively I'm not a social butterfly that's probably very clear but even just little things really affect me um more so when I've got a newborn. So the reason I'm talking about this is because when you have a newborn, everyone wants to meet it. They spend nine months talking about when you're going to have a baby. And then when you have the baby, they want to come and meet it and hold it. And they like holding the baby. And it's kind of more for them really that they're, you're having this meeting. And it's quite difficult to have the confidence to say, that actually really stresses me out. Can we meet up when I'm a bit more secure and know what I'm doing and I've established a tiny bit of a, well, a routine and I, can we just meet up, a, not when you want to, but when I'm ready to in a, in a few more weeks because I'm, I'm nowhere near ready for that and I will have a breakdown the second you leave because I wouldn't have actually looked at my baby for a couple of hours and I'll then be panicked and the whole day's kind of system that I've tried to create is kind of off and that kind of leads me to talking about why we went into hospital. Um, so I think last week I just had a few things happen that made me not as, I don't know, I'm all, I don't want to say attentive because I obviously am attentive to my child, but I definitely missed signs that he was a little bit sick because I was beholden to other people because I was too afraid to say, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to do that. Yes, the baby is now six weeks old. He turned six weeks in hospital. But that doesn't mean he's not very new. And I'm still adjusting to having a fourth child and a toddler and two other children and my whole life changing. And I'm not ready to do little things that seem like nothing to you. And I didn't really, I didn't, think about myself. I just let those plans happen and I shouldn't have done them. And that me meant that I did miss a couple of days of him not being quite himself, even though he doesn't quite have an himself yet. He's just born. I don't know who he is yet. I don't know his patterns. He doesn't have a system. He doesn't have a, a routine. He's very new and we're fumbling through each day. And so in the hospital, when they did ask, has he not been himself? I wanted to say, I don't know who himself is yet. Is that bad? But I don't, he doesn't have a, a normal day yet. Come on. Like, so I did miss a couple of days of him. Just may one day he fed the entire day. Like I was sitting on the sofa most of the day. And I did think that's, is that a growth spurt or is that a development thing or is, What's going on? Am I feeding him too much? Which I know it's say they say it's impossible to overfeed a breastfed baby, but mm, don't know if that's true. Um, so one day I fed him all day, and then the next day, I guess he did seem a little bit off. But again, I thought, well, we had a terrible night. Maybe that's the reason. And then I was busy with doing a few things that took me away from just looking at him and focusing on him, which is natural, obviously. But I do feel that guilt now that I didn't notice sooner. And then we met up with my dad for my niece's birthday. And my dad hadn't hadn't met Becca before this day. My dad is a doctor. And um, he's a very good doctor. 
And so within two minutes of meeting Becca for the first time holding him, he said, well, he's breathing too fast. Go to hospital right now. And I thought he was joking. But no, I was quickly in a, a get, which is a taxi. It's actually, I should just say I got in a taxi, but I like saying I got in a get. Um, so I didn't notice that he was breathing very fast. And to be honest, I think he's been breathing fast since he was born slightly. Like babies do breathe very fast, but usually that breathing regulates and comes down and settles itself. But with this time, he this time he was just definitely breathing a bit fast all the time, which again, I kind of just swept under. The, I just didn't really think about it. Anyway, all is okay. We've got to hospital. They see newborn babies very quickly. It's I've said this before, but if you have even a tiny thought in your brain that I should probably go to A&E, go to A&E. And it's really not a fun thing to do. You don't want to get in a get. You don't want to get on the bus or get on the train or however you get to the hospital. You don't want to go to the hospital. You've got other things to do. Or you just want to stay at home and hope that things get better on their own. But with a newborn, and we're talking under 12 weeks here, you just have to go to hospital. Don't wait, just go. And sure enough, within probably a minute of arriving at the hospital, we were seen because they see newborns incredibly quickly because newborns get so sick so quickly. It's terrifying. And then they do usually recover very quickly too. So that's something to hold on to. But that's what I just wanted to say here on this podcast today, that if you have a newborn and you're slightly worried, don't wait and just go in. It was quite stressful because when we got to the hospital, when I got to the hospital, I mean me and Becca, <laughs> um, they asked for his name. And obviously I know his name. His name is Becca Brown, but his birth certificate actually right now doesn't say his name because... As I've explained before, Alfie and I aren't married. So he until Alfie gets back to the country, we can't officially register him with his surname unless he's present. So right now he's got my surname, but I have two surnames because I use one. I've got my mum's surname and my dad's surname and I don't, I never remember which one I use. So at the hospital, and to be honest, at the hospital, they had always had my name wrong. So I didn't know when I got to the hospital what name to use. So I used the one I'd registered him with, but that wasn't on the system. And then I used my one, that wasn't on the system. I used my wrong one, that was on the system. It took about, it took, it was just, I, I suddenly almost burst into tears because I was worried that I seemed like I was just bringing in a random child to hospital and they, I'd stolen that or something and they, I didn't even know his name. And it made me feel slightly, on top of the fact that I'd missed some symptoms, it made me feel just just really stupid. And then when they asked the question about, you know, what's he been like for the last couple of days, I just broke down because I just thought he'd been a normal baby, but he had actually been really sick. Well, really sick. He he basically had a, um, a cold, <laughs> but he had all the symptoms of sepsis, which is common. You know, they, you know, the mottled skin, the breathing fast, the irritability and 
they were his three main ones, but the breathing fast is why I went in. But it turns out the surprise, which is why I was kept in for four days, was that he also has a bit of jaundice still. Now, he was never treated for jaundice. He was always like really far away from the line. But I think because he was a bit early, I don't know, maybe because he's exclusively breastfed, that makes a difference. You can have breast milk jaundice. Um, they treated the jaundice really seriously, which was just really worrying again, because I didn't even think he had jaundice. But what, that was one of the first things my dad said was, well, he's quite yellow. Oh no, Ten's just woken up. What? Hang on. Oh, well, that was one of the shorter naps today. So <laughs> I'll be back soon. Be back soon. Okay, I'm back. I have little baby Ten sitting next to me with a bottle of orange squash. And I'm going to put Bing on mute. And I probably have about five minutes before this is impossible. So I'm just going to finish because I really want to try and accomplish something today. Not that I'm not accomplishing something by, you know, living. Um, so they were amazing in the hospital. They treated him very quickly and he had extensive blood tests, which were harrowing to watch. He had needles in his arms and his feet. And I don't really want to go into that too much because I know some people have been in hospital with much worse things, but there is something quite horrible about seeing a child have a needle and blood squeezed out of their tiny, tiny, tiny little foot. But you know, on the scale of things, he he basically had a bad cold. But until day three, we didn't know that. So I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, you know, he's okay now and we're home. So the other thing I wanted to talk about on top of the stress of, you know, having things that you don't really feel that you're up to, but you feel like you should be up to them and you should say yes. Um, I wanted to talk about routine with 18-month-old babies. That's you. I'm sorry. Am I blocking the TV? It's okay. It's okay. Come here. Um, Alfie gets back in one week, basically. One week. And I thought by the time he got back, which would be, he'd be, he had a, he, 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 he is away. God, I can't speak. He was going to be away for six weeks and he, he, by the time he gets back, he will have been away for over six weeks. But I thought in this six weeks, I would accomplish everything and make his grand return and, a, you know, a seamless, beautiful thing and everything would have been sorted and 10 will be sleeping through by the time he gets back so that sleeping isn't an issue for all of us. And anyway, I haven't really done any of the stuff that I was going to do. The house looks exactly the same as he, as he left, which is actually, again, quite an achievement because I guess it could be way worse. Um, I thought that I would have sorted out this area and I would have sorted out these clothes and I'll have a brand new bedroom for us when he gets back and suddenly it'll be like a different place, but it's going to be exactly the same when he comes back. But maybe that's a great thing. Um, one thing that I have accomplished is weaning Ten off milk. So Ten was on this disgusting formula, which some babies have if they're allergic to cow's milk, which is what we kind of determined as the problem for Ten's reflux issues. So he's on this horrible formula called Nutramigen, 
which is a little bit better than the oh. previous one, which was Argumentum or something. Alimentum, something. If you know it, you know it because it smells horrible, doesn't it? So we've weaned him off milk and now he's on sugar-free orange squash, which I know isn't the healthiest thing because of the sweetener, but I think it's better than a shit ton of gross milk. I do. I just can't really imagine drinking milk now that I'm vegan. So it's been so strange to give him this formula for so many months, which is so hypocritical of me because obviously Donnie lived on formula and I wasn't vegan then and I ate a lot of Byron. I really love Byron. I really miss Byron. I cannot wait to have a Byron because now I am vegan, but occasionally I have a Byron. That's just Ten hitting the microphone with his huge bottle of orange squash. Just one second, okay? One second. Hmm? <laughs> um, so that's quite an achievement, I think. In the night now, he doesn't sleep through. He has a sip of orange squash. He doesn't have water. He chucks water away. It has to be orange squash. So the next step would be getting him into water. And then what I thought I'd do is try and make the cot that he never sleeps in. We've got a like a snuzz cot, which costs 500 pounds, which makes me feel sick. Can't believe I bought that. He never sleeps in it. But I thought what I would do is I would turn it into the toddler bed version with one side of the cot still up. So it's essentially a giant side cot, which they don't make. Why don't they make them? I mean, I know you're not meant to have a toddler sleeping in your in your bed, but so many people do. So why don't they make this? So if you can visualize this, it's a normal cot for a child, but one of the sides is taken off. And they you attach that to your king-size bed. So that when the toddler wakes in the night, you can have a little hug with him and then shove him back in his giant side cot. If you are an inventor or if you know of this invention, please, can you tell me? That's my parting note for today. I'm sorry, this is such a short podcast, but Ten is a, is a busy boy and he's got a lot of bing to watch with me holding his hand. Don't I? So thank you for listening. Um... I will see if my other podcast that I did last week is suitable for release. I'm not sure if it is. And I will be back soon, hopefully, with no interruption. It's been an intense few weeks. I had the uh, I had norovirus, then I had my nipple clog thing, mastitis, and then Becca being sick. So that forgive me if I've not been um, doing as many regular podcasts. In terms of birthdays, it's just quite horrible to get older, isn't it? But, you know, it's okay. It's just weird to think of your mum at your age and what she was doing. That That's what scares me, to think that my kids now are going to remember me as mum when I feel like I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. Okay, that's his stop, mummy, stop. Okay, thank you for listening. Goodbye.